Let's go. We're ready. We're ready. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Quality Matters. I'm Darcy. I'm Kyle. And we have a special episode. Of course, I feel like every episode is not necessarily geared towards quality as people would think of it. This one is a little more out of the box. A little bit. In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. This is released on Tuesday, July 2nd. Correct. And coming up in a couple of days is the 4th of July, mm-hmm. also known as Independence Day. Yes. And we are very excited about that. We love the 4th of July, as I'm sure most of you do. It's a good excuse to have a party. <laughs> <laughs> Our kids love to shoot off the fireworks. And Kyle loves to barbecue. It's one of his favorite things to do. Yes, but more smoke on the grill but barbecue is kind of the general term for anything involving the grill right we're gonna get there before we get started because it is independence day we would like to honor the independence of our country by reading just a couple of sentences from the declaration of independence and i think it's the sentences that most everybody knows if you know any of it Uh, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And Kyle likes to pursue happiness through smoking meat on the grill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've done a lot of talking around the topic of this episode, but we haven't actually said (laughs) what today's episode is about. So Kyle really wanted to talk about quality barbecue, Mm -hmm. or in his case, smoking, Mm -hmm. and how to make a quality product when you are smoking meat on the grill for others to enjoy. Yes. So there are a lot of uh, theories and advice you'll hear on the internet, and if they disagree with me, we're just going to assume they're wrong. (laughs) Um, but no, this is actually something that I have a lot of fun with and no, there are many right ways to do it. Mine's just better. And (laughs) Darcy's not over here. I think I'm afraid you're going to run some people off. So let's not be so arrogant. Confident. Okay. So depends on kind of what you're doing. So the, the typical, so yeah, let me stop you before you (sighs) dive into this. I think when most people think about smoking the meat, Mm -hmm. And what creates the quality end product, you think about the rub Mm -hmm. beforehand. Yep. The actual smoking process, which includes lots of things, um, but among those things, the time Mm -hmm. and the wood that you use Mm -hmm. in the smoking, and then at the end, the sauce that you use. Yes. That's a good way to put it. Oh, I forgot one in the beginning, too. The quality of the meat that you purchased mm-hmm. to smoke. Mm-hmm. 
So I think Kyle's going to discuss all four of those things. Yep. And offer his opinion mm-hmm. on what is the most important. Because we've already discussed this previously. He had some interesting insight. And I really hope every time I say this, I want people to comment and talk to us about <laughs> this. So I'm hoping this will start a good argument <laughs> and get y'all going. All right, Kyle. <laughs> Let's start with the quality of the meat. Okay. Quality of the meat is important, but it's not, in my opinion, in, um, actually, I don't think any of these by itself are incredibly vital. Anything we're going to talk about. Um, I think you could suffer a little on any one of the four, and we're still going to turn out okay. But the quality of the meat is it's simple stuff. It's You don't want it to be too fatty. You don't want it to be too lean. It's got to be somewhere in between. So say we're getting a, doing a brisket. So sometimes the the brisket that you get is um it's just it's a trimmed brisket. Maybe they trimmed it a little bit too much. You, you want about 30% of the mass of your brisket to be fat. And and that helps to make it tender. Helps to make it tender, it helps to get better heat distribution. Um it uh, contains a lot of moisture that can very quickly leave very lean meat. Um, cause even the lean meat still has moisture, but man, it can just disappear real fast. So the fat provides more mm-hmm. moisture. And so you're doing, uh, ribs and this is true for pork ribs. This is true for beef ribs is it, it's almost, um, I think a lot of people know about like the marbleization of the steak, right? That, that mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. So when you, you look at the ribs, I know that oftentimes you're kind of, uh, shrink wrapped in that plastic and it, it's hard to see but take a look and you just want to see like a little bit of fattiness kind of in between the ribs so when you say you're looking for a little bit of fattiness that's the white correct the pink is the good meat mm-hmm. that you're going to eat the white is the fatty that yes. you're looking for to help tenderize your meat yep and so you just want to look for it for a little bit there maybe a little bit on the ends um and that, again that's just enough to kind of help uh help keep the flavor while, while you're cooking um, but beyond that, there's just thousands of opinions about the quality of the meat. And I'm not saying it's not important, but you could get a C-grade meat and still come out with, with something that tastes great at the end. Because it's the, it's the preparation and the process that gets you the better result at the end, which is really no different than anything we talk about you know, on every other I, I podcast. I was about to say, <laughs> when you think about going through the ISO certification, it's the process. So. Yep. All right, so then now we've bought our meat mm-hmm. with a little bit of fat on it. Yep. And we are going to rub it down. Yes. So the... the I ru- assume you're not giving out your secret rub. Not everything. Just a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. Um, so if you're doing meat, uh, that if we're talking about beef or if we're talking about pork, it's just a little bit different, but not, uh, not a whole lot. Pork tends to need a little extra... Um, uh, sweetness and a little bit extra kind of tanginess to it. Uh, so that tanginess, you need something that's kind of a little acidic. And so we might uh, talk about that in a minute. But um, you want to start with probably about as much olive oil as you have uh, the rest of the seasonings and everything else combined. Um, and again, it's that, that olive oil, what it's going to do is for one, olive oil just has a great flavor. And I've seen people use uh, butter. I've seen people use lard or baking, even baking grease. That's really nasty to me, but I've seen people do it. Um, Again, you're going to run people off. It's fine. You can do what you want. It's just I, it's not what I do. Um, <laughs> but olive oil, is, it's, it's really light. So you get a little bit of flavor at the end, but it doesn't overpower the meat. Um, olive oil withstands heat really, really well. 
there's really virtually no water content in it. Whereas, like, say if you use something like a, a butter or whatever, you know, it's got a high water content so in it. So it's going to evaporate. Yeah, it's just going to evaporate and boil away, and you're going to be left with kind of a, just not the best flavor. Okay. Um, not the best texture either. And so the oil is going to do a couple of things. Is one, it's going to coat the meat so that um, it actually doesn't get uh, those uh, in, intense flames or heat or anything like that uh, too terribly. So it's going to kind of make it like a little shield around it, uh, honestly. So that it gets that indirect heat, which is really where you get the uh, tenderness from. And then the olive oil, what it's going to do is if you've got, uh, so we're talking about like half olive oil, maybe uh, half that volume is a mixture of salt and brown sugar. Mm-hmm. They're going to add some black pepper, you know, maybe some uh, some garlic, maybe a, a tiny bit of minced onion, something along those lines. If you like things a little spicier, we'll add a little bit of chili powder in it. Never add something hot like cayenne pepper to it because, uh, for one, th- those hotter peppers over a few hours of cooking, their flavor profile really changes and the heat actually cranks up a lot. So you kind of lose the the good, hot, spicy pepper taste, and you're just left with the capsaicin at the end. It's, uh, it's, it's not my preference. And I think most people wouldn't want to eat something that spicy either. Right. Um, so you're going you're gonna to want to work with that. And, I, I don't, you know, I've tried it before, and, and I won't try it again. Um, I wanted to try to, like, uh, tenderize the, the brisket, right? So poke a thousand holes in it and see if you can get the the seasoning to go a little bit deeper into it and work out real well. We wound up with a uh, really dry, almost flavorless brisket that I had to bring up hours earlier, which meant it was even even tougher and you know just wasn't very good. So what happens when you do that is you're just creating conduits for the moisture to leave. So yeah, you're probably getting the seasoning deeper into the meat, but you just create so conduits. We're not gonna poke the holes. No poke holes in it. Um, I've tried before injecting a brisket, kind of like you do a turkey. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hey, this would be a great idea. That didn't work out. It didn't work out very well either. Um, you wound up with just some uh, uh, really uneven flavor profile. And, uh, and again, it just dried out really, really quickly. Um, I have to say, as Kyle is discussing this, you know, I'm his wife. So I taste test all of this. And he gets so mad. When he's smoking the meat and he kind of, oh, it's not working. I can't get my fire and I can't get uh-huh. the, and I have to listen to him bitch about it all day long. <laughs> it's almost not worth it. But he has been through a lot of this. Yes. And he knows what does and does not work. Mm-hmm. And there are, have been so many times that he'll bring the meat in and say, I screwed up. It's not going to be any good. And I taste it and it tastes fine to me. So Kyle giving you all this advice is kind of a big deal because he is a barbecue snob. Yeah. And he has said this many times before. And if when we go out to eat or we're on vacation, I say, I want barbecue. He's always kind of like, eh. Yeah, I don't want anyone else's. He'll do it because I'm a picky eater and there's not much that I yeah. like. I'm not going to go eat Chinese and I'm not going to go eat, you know, this or that or whatever. So he'll come eat it with me. But he'll complain about it because it's yeah. not good enough. <laughs> but there's a thousand tips for, for the rub, though. The, the three biggest things for the rub is, is use olive oil, um, high salt content, um, high brown sugar content. Everything else is just going to add a little bit of flavor, but you're not going to get a huge benefit out of it. Okay, but before, when you first started talking about the rub, you said that pork needs something pork needs a little acidic, acidic. Uh-huh. or tangy. Okay, yep. so what would that be? 
That could be um, a little bit of lemon juice. I wouldn't do lime because it's just too much flavor. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit of lemon juice. Or my favorite is I'll put a little bit of mustard in there. Mm -hmm. Now, it makes the rub look kind of gross. <laughs> it, it turns the rub kind of a green color. It looks really, really gross. I have this... Uh baby poo image yeah it, it's <laughs> almost that because you know especially if you're using like a sea salt or kosher salt and it's like that that big old kind of rock salt that's yeah yeah it, it kind of ruins it, it, it. <laughs> but it tastes great after it cooks and that green color goes away pretty shortly um i forget what the membrane is called but on ribs there's a membrane on the back of them and if you're able to peel it off great it'll taste a little bit better if you do if you can't peel it off the fact is there's no meat directly under it so you're never going to actually eat it unless you just insist on gnawing on the bone 360 degrees and it's just kind of odd <laughs> um so it, it doesn't it doesn't make enough difference to get mad if you can't peel that membrane off okay so once you rub it mm -hmm. You tend to leave it overnight yes. in the fridge and let so, it marinate. Something small like a, like ribs, uh, just overnight is good enough. I mean, because it really doesn't take long for that salt to kind of permeate into the meat. And you might think, well, how does it get all the way down there? It's just chemical reactions. It's, I mean, you know, it's like the whole ocean is salty. It's not just part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, salt just tends to go wherever water is. Mm -hmm. So overnight is plenty. Um for something large like a brisket, if you can put it out a couple days in advance, great. That's awesome. So you want to have, you know, 24 to 48 hours on it. If you leave it longer than that, you start running the risk that, you know, you, the meat could start to spoil. Yeah. Even if it's refrigerated and high salt content, I just don't want to take a risk. And So two nights for a brisket, one night for ribs. Yeah. Usually. Yep. That'd be good. Okay. So now we've rubbed it. Mm -hmm. We've let it sit. Mm-hmm. And we're going to smoke it. Yes. So briskets, uh, this, uh, this one thing I probably should have mentioned about the meat selection is the size matters on briskets. So if you get a real small one, it's going um, to be done sooner than it can get tender. Whereas if you get something really large, say like 25 pounds or 30 pounds, mm -hmm. um, you're going to have to cook it so stinking long to get the inside tender that the outside is going to start to get dry. So it just, it doesn't work out real well. So about the 20 pound, 18 to 20 pound range is ideal for a brisket, in my opinion. So even if you're feeding a large group of people, just mm -hmm. buy several of the 18 to 20 pound briskets. Yeah, and you'd have to have a really large group, but yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, that's what we buy, because like he said, it's easiest to cook, or not easiest to mm -hmm. cook, but comes out the best. Yeah. And I mean, it's well, just we did that us for the and church our three once, kids. And there was what, like, couple hundred people and i think we cooked more than one no we did we cooked, we cooked like five or six and that fed 200 so people. yeah yeah the point is though it doesn't matter how many people you're feeding don't get a bigger one no. to make it go further stay in that 18 good. to 20 pound yep. range and figure out you know how many of those you need and i think it actually works out kind of well that way because that almost seems to be the the range that people kind of avoid because you're either like hey it's just a few of us i'm gonna get a small one or it's hey we got a bunch of people over so i'm gonna get a big one right it's, kind of works out great all the way around because if you're late shopping it may be all that's left yeah um ribs it really doesn't matter because we're going to talk about those a little bit differently but that brisket keep keep that range right so when you go to cook it um we want to have it on the heat 
for at least 10 hours. At least 10 hours. For 12 is good. 18 to 20 pound brisket. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, would it hurt to do it longer at lower heat? No. But how many of you really want to start smoking it at midnight and stay up all night long? Some people do. That's fine. I don't. <laughs> um, I like sleeping better. <laughs> so that's kind of a good range. Uh, for ribs, I- I'd recommend anywhere from about three to four hours as well. And I am really particular about my heat because if you kind of look into the chemistry of the meat, so you've got this salty meat. Well, salty meat, the water in it doesn't boil until about 230 degrees, about between 230 and 250 degrees, depending on the salt content. So if you can keep your heat at about 225 um, to, to 230, it'll never boil. And why is that significant? Well, once it starts to boil, what happens is it's the water doesn't exist between the cells. The water exists. Most of the water exists inside the cell, the cells on the meat. So if it boils, those cells are going to rupture. When those cells rupture, um, a lot of nasty tasting chemicals kind of come out um, and, and they cook in weird ways. And so your meat's dried out. You've got a weird flavor profile. As soon as you see that meat bubbling, well, that's when that's that's when I get okay. mad. So yeah, that's when I get. That's real mad. when he comes in and says, "I can't control the fire. It's yep. making me mad." Yep. You know, yep. I just hide in the bedroom and let him yep. stomp around and be mad. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is so true. keep the temperature about two twenty five. Yep. Yep. And uh, and that's for ribs and brisket. Yeah, either one. Okay. Um, with if you're only doing a rack of ribs, you can go up a little bit higher because it does take a while for the heat to actually transfer. But I wouldn't do much. Okay. And you're always asking me to get you a particular kind of wood or wood chips. So there's lots of different types of wood chips out there. I prefer to cook with wood chips, uh, even smoking when I can, because I can control uh, the fuel a lot better, right? Versus buying logs. Right. Because if you put a log in there and the whole log catches on fire, I mean, all you can do is squirt it with a uh, little uh, squirt gun, which I actually recommend you keep a little squirt gun out there. Um, I have our little um, uh, flower uh, water can. Um, And if the fire gets too hot, I'll just put a few drops on it and tone it back down. Um, But if you've got a log, you're kind of limited in what you can do. Whereas if you've got chunks, you just don't put that much in there at a time. And so you can maintain it really well. So I know there's a lot of varieties to choose from, like apple, mesquite, pecan, What's the difference? What do you prefer and why? Well, there's two differences between any of them. The flavor and the heat. That's really all you got is a little bit better flavor, a little bit better heat. So we'll start with oak. Oak is kind of the most generic, bland, and easiest to use. It doesn't have a lot of flavor to it. So if you've got some oak, man, that is perfect to put on like after hour six or seven because you're not adding a whole lot of extra flavor from the smoke at that point. And oak burns really low. It doesn't catch on fire quickly. It's great. Take mesquite, on the other hand. Mesquite adds amazing flavor profile to the meat. I mean, really packs it quick. But mesquite burns hot. So you got to watch it. Oh, yeah. You got to watch it. Because it'll take off in a minute. And That's when you're stomping around. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll go out there and you'll look. And it's like 300 degrees. And, you know, you teach your son new words. And... <laughs> That's um, great. 
and then take a uh, applewood really expensive generally but um it, it kind of has the same uh, the heat that uh, oak does really good uh flavor to it it almost adds a sweet flavor to the meat it's really really good to cook with but again it's it's kind of expensive um hickory on the other hand has i guess one difference is hickory will add a lot of smoke so if you're using hickory you want to use a little bit of it but try to keep it burning because um, you can add too much smoke to it and if you add too much smoke to the meat you literally like get it caked on the outside mm -hmm. and oh, it's not, not good like you're eating a fire yeah it's just it's just not <laughs> very good all um, right so that's the mm -hmm. that's the smoking and the wood chips and which ones to use now <coughs> i think this i think there's two places that you and a lot of other smokers <laughs> meat, <laughs> meat smokers right. are going to differ and one is the quality of the meat i mm -hmm. think you know there's lots of people out there that think you've got to have a good quality of meat and you're on the stance that you can buy a crappy piece of meat and, and make still it get good. a good product yeah yeah and the last part of it is the sauce yes which i think you differ again yes. with a lot of meat smokers mm -hmm. um because a lot and even barbecue eaters mm -hmm. a lot of people say it's all in the sauce right well but, if it's all in the sauce why are you going to go to the trouble of cooking anything is my for a question. lot of hours yeah, yeah I, like, I disagree it's all not all effort. in the sauce so kyle is a pretty firm believer in it's yeah. not all in the sauce it's not. and he this is one thing he does i know a lot of places make their own sauce and maybe even a lot of at-home meat mm -hmm. smokers make their own barbecue sauce we don't and we have tried several store-bought ones i was on the bandwagon of one particular mm -hmm. sauce for a long time because that's what family and friends right. liked and I was like, you know, I just I don't really like it. Why do I keep buying it? So I went back to our standard. Which we'll tell our standard. I buy plain Jane Craft barbecue sauce. It's Craft Original Barbecue mm -hmm. Sauce. It's what we like. And I won't say the name of the other one, but it's a very popular yeah. one. And even within Craft, we've mm -hmm. tried different, mm -hmm. you know, brown sugar barbecue right. sauce or mesquite barbecue sauce, right. but we Stick to the well, original, and they, it's what we like. This is why they have those other flavors. Say so they got the mesquite barbecue sauce because they're trying to get some of the flavor of cooking with the mesquite in there. They got the brown sugar because they're trying to get the flavor of cooking with right. brown sugar in there. But it doesn't taste the same when you add it at the end. Correct. It's got to be in the rub. It's got to be in mm -hmm. the smoking. Yep. So at the end, we just use a plain Jane barbecue sauce because the meat itself has enough flavor it does. that we don't need to try to pick out but the majority of the flavor comes from the rub and smoking it in proper proper temperature control temperature temperature control <laughs> is the number one factor number one success i mean you could still have something that tastes good without any rub on it at all if you had good temperature control because the meat is where it most of it really comes from well i agree and if you have a tender piece of meat mm -hmm. that makes a huge oh, difference yeah. flavor or no flavor and you just put the <clears throat> craft barbecue sauce on yeah. it and it's good one last tip before we wrap up because this is something i figured out uh recently is it's so frustrating for me when the temperature drops too low and then i've got to get it back up real quick right like the fire died out and i'm like well how do i get this going again never put lighter fluid on it while it's going. <laughs> Have you going. tried that? Shut up. <laughs> For one, it makes the meat taste bad, and two, you'll probably lose an eyebrow. But 
That's what makes you a good person to talk about this because you have tried all these things. So if you've got, uh, you know, you've got the little smoking the the firebox off to the side of your grill, right? So in that firebox, put a rack close to the grill and put some chunks of wood up there. Those chunks of wood will not get hot enough to cook. They will not get hot enough to start smoking, but they will be so hot that they are almost at the ignition temperature. So if you need to get the fire going quick, you grab one of those chunks and put down on the coals and the fire will catch up real fast. And so it, it lets you uh, lets you take longer than a 15 minute break from staring at the temperature because you know you can recover real quick if you need to. Gotcha. So that's Kyle's tips. Yes. Those are Kyle's tips to smoking meat. We hope you have a happy and safe Independence Day. Yes. Enjoy your time with your family and friends. Don't lose an eyebrow. Don't lose an eyebrow or a no finger gasoline. or a toe or anything else with those fireworks. Got a gasoline story too. Okay, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, lots of ways to get a hold of us. And I hope that we do hear from you with yes. this, this one. This was a fun one for us. Of course, we're on LinkedIn, Darcy Chambers, Kyle Chambers, uh, Texas Quality Assurance. We're on Facebook. We are newly on Instagram. Trying to figure it out. We're trying. We feel like we're old people and it's for young people. Yeah. But we're working on it. Um, I have an Instagram account, Quality Matters Presents. Mm -hmm. And Kyle is under... Texas Quality Assurance. That's right. Or you can email us at dchambers at texasqa.com, kchambers at texasqa.com. Of course, catch the podcast, qmcast.com. There is no Any reason number for of ways. There's no reason for us to not hear from you. <laughs> hey, and if you if you get a chance to try out any of uh, any of these tips before the 4th or on the 4th, let us know how it went. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, and just a little throwback to our tattoo episode. We're still looking to <laughs> tattoo the boss lady. Yes. So, hey, if you're a tattoo artist and you're available... I am dying to watch Darcy squeal and record it. I know you are. I won't squeal, though, just because you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we close, Independence Day is celebrated on July 4th. Yes. But before we got ready to record, Kyle said, I think it's interesting to note that we celebrate on July 4th because that's when the Declaration of Independence was signed. Mm -hmm. However, it was ratified and passed on july 2nd yes which is the date that this episode is going to be released on mm -hmm. so 243 years ago we decided to become our own free country that's awesome all right thanks for listening y'all we hope to hear from you soon <laughs>